Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of That's Entertaining. Joining me this week, a previous uh, voice that you've heard before with Jurassic World talk, is Jamie Swingler. Jamie, welcome back. It's good to be here. Is it really? You know what we're talking about today, right? Yes, I do. (laughs) So, uh, not to bury the lead or anything, but we will be discussing the 2015 release of Fantastic Four in this episode. But before that, let's just get in with what we've been entertained by recently, because I'm sure that's actually more interesting than our discussion later. But we'll see. Uh, For myself, you know, I've been playing a lot of games actually this week, which is not typical, it seems to be, anymore, so I'm kind of glad. But I did a Married to the Game community game night, which uh, some of our listeners joined in on that. Uh, And we did Halo, a lot of Halo on Xbox One. It was fun. It was fantastic. What's that look all about? You, come on now. (laughs) Uh, A refresher for all our listeners. Jamie is a PC gamer. He believes that PC is superior to everything else. Oh, it is. There's nothing you can do on your console. I can't do better on my PC. I can play Halo 4. Hello. Imagine. Because you can't play... I mean, on PC, it's only H-O- Halo 1 and Halo 2, I think. I don't yeah. think any of the others released on it. Yeah, they were, <clears> but <throat> I got sick of it at that point. Uh, I'm sure you did. So, played a lot of Halo. Uh, actually, a lot of fun multiplayer matches and everything. Uh, I haven't played through the story of Halo 2 or anything past that yet. Um, I have previously just not in this collection. So, at one point, I think Alex and I were kind of talking about going through that. If you had a console, I would, you know, if you had an Xbox One, I would say that you could join us, but I... I, I, I do not own a console. Uh-huh. I spend my money on the PC. Yeah, you spend a lot more money on the PC than I do on a console in a whole oh, lifetime. Yeah, but that PC, it'll last several consoles. Uh-huh. So, let's say, so the last Xbox 360 generation still going, but technically it's like eight year, maybe it was even a ten year. It was an eight-year console life cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So for that eight-year console life cycle, I spent three hundred bucks or whatever it was, maybe three fifty, for my Xbox One or my Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. In that eight years to play all those great games, how much did you spend on your PC in that eight-year time period? A little bit more than that. Uh huh. How much more than that? Because I mean, a graphics card is like four hundred bucks for a good one, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you probably upgraded your graphic card a couple times nope. in that time. Only once? Once. Only once? Okay. Maybe your power supply. Nope. It was a base build. I haven't really touched it. I've added some solid state drives, but who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a solid state drive in my PC now, but I'm not really a PC gamer at all. But, you know, with Windows 10, it's kind of funny because I'm becoming more of a PC gamer a little bit. Good. It's It's creeping up on me because I was testing out, you know, last week we talked about the streaming from the Xbox One to the PC, which actually works really well. So, like, mirrored, no lag or anything. So I'm impressed by that. So I found myself testing it out and playing games on my PC while testing it out, which is like, this does not feel right, because I'm sitting at a desk, not at my not my couch or anything. But, and then 
I was like, you know what? I want to check out some other things. So I looked at the Windows game store, the Xbox games that are on Windows only, and I bought a couple games from the Windows store. I haven't played. Uh, I got Hitman Go, and I got Spartan Assault, which is the second of that Spartan whatever series, the top-down shooter. I played a little bit of that, the, the Spartan Assault game, which is good because it controls really well, but I haven't played the Hitman Go. But I'm just kind of saying it's starting to creep in a little bit that I have some PC games that I'm playing now, which is kind of weird. <laughs> but so we got, uh, or I got that that I was playing, and I've also been playing, which is completely, I did not anticipate playing this game, but it's really good. And that's Rory McIlroy, PGA Tour 15. So I was looking at my EA Access, which in EA Access you get to tr- download trials and stuff like that of games. Um, which this included a 10-hour trial. So I did a 10-hour trial of that, and then I'm only two hours into it so far, but it's really good. The graphics are awesome. It's relaxing. It's cool. I I, I think I might actually end up buying that, uh, which is a surprise. Like, I've never bought an entire wood game or anything like that, so kind of curious to see if I buy it or not after the 10 hours is up. Um, but oh, the other thing I've been playing on Windows 10 PC is Jetpack Joyride. I remember playing it on iPhone like a long time ago, but since it's on that, you know Windows now, I'm just like you know using my keyboard a little bit easier than doing the touchpad. So eh, you know it's it's fun. Have you ever played Jetpack Joyride? No, I haven't. It's fun. I mean, it's silly. You, you should branch out into Steam. They've got a bunch of nice games. Dude, too. I've got like 150 or 200 games in my Steam library that have zero hours on them, and I have like maybe. Maybe two or three games that I've played for longer than 30 minutes. Like, that's probably FTL and Age of Empires HD. I have a ton of games on Steam. I just never play them. You should get Depth. We can play that. I don't, I don't know what Depth is. It's uh, basically Sharks versus Divers. It is fun as... It is a lot of fun. Sharks versus Divers. Yes, like, there's two factions. Like, the Divers, they have to protect, like, this... Well, there's multiple game modes, but the most fun one was where you have to protect, like, this little submarine while gathering treasure, which you could use to upgrade your equipment. Meanwhile, there's two people that are playing as sharks that are trying to kill you the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's nice. And the water, the water, your visibility is limited, and the terrain, the sharks can actually smash through a good portion of it. Um, and when they get closer to you, your in-game heart rate gets louder and faster. Hmm. So it actually adds a lot of suspense to the game, because you're like, I know the shark is close, I don't know where he's coming from. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. Do you play with, like, headphones? Because that would probably add a little bit more immersion to it if you do um, that. Usually I do, because I usually play with some friends, so we have, like, you know... You know, we've got banter. We're on Skype the whole time, so <laughs> so I'm like da 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 da. And they're like, "Where are you?" So a a person controls the shark. It's yes, not, yes. Oh, I thought it might have been like an AI. Well, there are AIs too, and if you set them to hard, they are like dead on. They are like, you know, they will kill you before you know what happened. <laughs> That's cool. So, I you've been playing that recently. Have you been playing anything else interesting? Uh, just Heroes of the Storm. I've not played that. So that's the that's the Blizzard um, MOBA MOBA type game, right? Yeah. So what are the characters that are represented in that game? Well, they seem to add at least one to two new ones a month. But uh, like the base characters, they've got most of them are from World of Warcraft, but they've got a fair representation from like uh, Starcraft and Diablo. And actually, I thought it was kind of a little treat. They threw the Lost Vikings in from the old Sega Genesis game. If you ever played it, uh-huh. I played that. <laughs> that was a fun game. One of the Vikings had like a, a shield that you yeah, could float yeah, around. Yeah, the, the shield. The one had a sword, and the one was like fast, and he had a little slingshot. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. So, 
they're Blizzard property? Yeah, they're a Blizzard property. And, like, they're one character, all three of them. So you can control three characters simultaneously. (laughs) Their difficulty rating is very hard and justly so. Interesting. Huh. That's cool. So that's all you've been kind of entertained by recently? Um, Yeah, for the most part. Those are the the two that I've played most recently in the last few weeks. Okay. So I do want to cover a little bit before we move into Fantastic Four because... It's fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Gamescom happened this past week, and Xbox had a pretty cool conference, I thought. So I just wanted to do a little bit of a, my impressions of some of the announcements at Gamescom. Um, and for me, you know, it really kind of hit it on cylinders. It was a good conference. They had some cool announcements. Uh, Crackdown 3 looked good. Quantum Break looks amazing. They showed how it's going to kind of be, you know, part game. The game is about the heroes, and then there's a TV show that's an element for it, too. The show is about the villains. So it looks really cool with that. I want to see how it's going to be executed. It looks good. Um, Crackdown 3 looks interesting. I never really played Crackdown 2. Have you, did you ever play those back no. in the day? Okay. Um, basically, you're kind of like a super cop that has like Superman powers and can jump around, and yeah, it's crazy. Um, so that looks interesting. There's a, in the online mode, there's 100% destructible environments, okay. which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I'm a fan of that too. So there is there is destructible environments in the single player, but it's not, like, 100%. So looks interesting. Um, there's a, the game they had also called Scalebound, which is interesting concept. I'm not sure. I'll have to wait and see how reviews come out, how I'll actually feel about it. The main character I'm not sold on. He's just, like, this weird kind of annoying guy that wears Beats by Dre headphones. Obviously not, not branded that way, but you know what it is. Um, but he fights alongside, and he calls a dragon down, and the dragon fights with him against other dragon beasts and stuff. So that's kind of cool. I mean, the premise sounds cool to me. It sounds fun. Um, I just want to see more, more yeah. of that. The other cool thing, as far as technology goes with the Xbox, is now, or not now, but in 2016, they're going to add the functionality to be able to uh, TV DVR on your Xbox One. So you don't have to go to Comcast or satellite or whatever. You can actually do a over-the-ear antenna, HD, so you get your local stations like, you know, ABC, CBS, Fox, and your Xbox will act like a DVR, so you can record stuff on that so you don't need all the other stuff from the other cable companies, which actually is, is a cool thing for me because I'm a cable cutter. I don't I hate paying for TV, um, but for some things, like, CBS doesn't put a lot of their shows on Hulu, so because I have Hulu and I watch that the day after for a lot of things, but CBS, I don't know, they must have their own uh, application, I think, that they use for that. They also announced a chat pad. I don't care about that, but it's it's nice for people that want it. Um, I use my smart glass for any messages or anything like that on the Xbox One. It works for me. If you just pull up your phone, type a message, and you're done. Um, games with gold is going to be every Xbox 360 games with gold going forward now will be backwards compatible for Xbox One. So that program, Jamie, if you're not familiar, they give you a free game or two free games each month uh, being an Xbox Live member. They call it Games with Gold. So, it's kind of cool. But you don't seem like it's cool. You're like, eh. Well, I'd have to buy an Xbox. <laughs> You're like, well, they should do Steam with something. Well, they have some great sales that's, on Steam. They have awesome Steam, like summer sales and stuff. I, that's where I get most of my uh, games that I never play from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a cool title coming up from Mojang, or Mojang, whatever you call it. People oh, yeah, that made yeah. Minecraft called Cobalt. That's probably going to come to other systems as well. Um Actually, it's not. It's not going to come to other systems, but it might come to PC. 
because uh, you know well, Xbox it's that something. Yeah, well, it's going to be an <laughs> Xbox One, but uh, you know a lot of things that they're announcing now with Xbox and Microsoft are going to be Windows 10 also, because Windows 10 uh, it has a lot better access, I suppose, to the the graphics processing than it it did before with DirectX 12. You probably can speak to more than that than I have because I'm not a PC gamer. I don't pay attention to that. All I know is I turn my Xbox on and I play games and it works. So uh, it looks really cool with uh, the Cobalt game. Homefront the Revolution, that is definitely coming to other platforms, including PC. Um, are you familiar with the Homefront series? I might be thinking of the wrong thing. I, I think I am, but it's been a long time. So, no, I'm thinking of Homeworld. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely completely different. The, completely different. So, in the the last iteration of the Homefront game, Korea attacked the U.S. and won. So, kind of like an alternate history kind of thing happening. This, it looks like it's like the splinter cells within the the U.S. that are still left there, American loyalists, fighting back against the Korean oppression. It looks interesting. The, you we need to watch the trailer. If nothing else, watch the trailer for this. The trailer is really effective and really cool. Uh, so, watch that trailer. I liked it. Halo 5, they showed that off. It looks really good. You don't care about that, obviously. <laughs> uh, but, you know, anybody who has an Xbox One, Halo 5 should probably be on your radar because it's really cool. They also announced, if you don't have an Xbox One, Jamie, a one terabyte Halo 5 edition Xbox One that you can buy that's really cool looking. I, You know, I'm just saying you don't have one at this time, so you come November, maybe Jamie wants to play some Xbox, he gets the Halo 5 edition, and it'd be cool. Uh, I don't I don't foresee that happening. If anything, I'd just be getting a new PC. <laughs> uh, on that new PC, you'll be able to play Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider. It's going to come out first on Xbox One, then it's going to come out on PC a little bit later, but that looks really good. Um, I'm, you know, I, I knew that it would look good going into it, but it looks, it looks well done. Uh, looking forward to that one as well. But um, that's, in all in all, it was a good presentation. The only small, like, the slowdown part for me personally was, like, when FIFA was on stage. I, I could care less about FIFA soccer. The only type of football is by the NFL, in my opinion. So it was a good presentation, and, you know, gamers win. Every, every gamer wins because of it. But, Jamie, are you ready to talk about the reason why we're here, why we're assembled so to speak. So let's talk about Fantastic Four. What are your thoughts? Well, it definitely wasn't fantastic to steal Alex. But the thing said it was fantastic at the end. Spoilers, by the way. You're not going to watch this movie, but if you did, I'm... I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's... So here's what I think, right? It had good promise to start out. It did. Like, the, I like the stuff with the young kids, you know, going in. As soon as they get to the, the foreign dimension, or whatever they want to call it, solid, right? It mm -hmm. was good. But then as soon as they get back and they get the powers, everything just falls apart. I'd say they could have still salvaged it at that point. Um, I think what they should have done... Is just done like you know, like they do with Thanos. You know, they they show Doctor Doom coming out of there, and then end. It'll be the next movie. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> if you end it like that, it would actually be a fair movie. Yeah, I mean, if 
they should have gone into this really, but they had. I guess the studio had no confidence in this thing because even the director said a year ago I had a vision of this film and it would have been amazing. It would have been fantastic, but that was taken away. So evidently there was a lot of struggle within the studio that wanted to do something different than the director wanted, which you can definitely tell. Yeah. Like, because up to the point where they get the powers, and first off, I'm not first, whatever. It was 90 minutes long. What, I don't know what the actual runtime is, but we went into the movie. It was supposed to start at 8 o'clock, which it didn't. There were advertisements that ran long, and then the trailers that kept going. Um, and then we were done at, like, 10.02. Yeah. It was so fast. Um, how did you feel during this movie? Well, it did seem a lot longer than it actually was. I was I know, right? surprised. Um, and I was actually so I, I was fine with it. I was like, why is everybody giving this movie such a bad rep up until Doctor Doom came back from the other world? Yeah, so it was kind of cool with what they did with the thing, right? The yeah, kind of military yeah. use of the thing. That makes some sense. But they they could have built on that a little bit more. I think, here's what I would have done if I had this movie. Everything up until they got the power was fine. Doom was left in that dimension. Great. He should not come back except for like a stinger at the end. Like, they come back, and they, they go and visit it, and he's, like, walking towards them. They should have ended it there. They should have done where the thing is being used for these military applications, but then he, like, breaks, right? He mentally doesn't want to do this anymore. He just goes kind of crazy. He kind of hulks out a little bit. And then the rest of the team needs to kind of come together to stop him, and they, you know, unite as a team again and understand what's happening. They work to go back to that dimension, and then you end with the them going back with the stinger with Doom coming back. I think that would have been a, a better movie. I agree with you. That sounds like a great concept. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, everybody knows, if they follow me on Twitter or even listen to previous podcasts, that I was not looking forward to this movie. I had lower expectations for this movie than Ant-Man. I was kind of... Last night I was like begrudgingly walking in, paying my money to see the movie, sat down, you know, ran into you there and ran into, you know, Alex was there with us, which, by the way, he was stopped by Dr. Doom today, you know. I don't even think they called him Dr. Doom. They just called him Doom. There was, there was only Doom. I don't think, you're right, I don't remember if they did call him Dr. Doom. Because, like, he was older than the rest of the team, but they never said if he was, like, a PhD or anything. I didn't see, maybe there was something hanging on the wall that's, like, you know, doctorate and whatever. But, yeah. Anyway, they never called him Dr. Doom, I don't believe. What do you think of his look? I did not care for it. Did it remind you of Destro from, uh, I think it was Destro, from G.I. Joe? You know what? Actually, kind of. But I think Destro was better. My, my thought was more of, like, they took the Borg from Star Trek and mixed him with, like, I don't know, the thing. A little bit. Yeah, like, I did not care for it at all. Yeah, I, the coolest part with, with Doom visually was when he was walking towards everybody with that green cloak kind of draped mm-hmm. up. That was evocative of the, you know, the actual comic book. Um, other than that, not, not so great. They set him up to be a really cool bad guy, too, at the, at the, when he came back, and he, like, just mind-controlled everybody, and, like, yeah, he decimated everybody when he left that yes, base. Yes. They set him up to be kind of cool. But then he just wants to go back and be in a land of nothingness. Well, he he was a god at that point. Of what? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> but he didn't like them to begin with, so he just he wanted to go back to his nothing. Like we have no reason why cuz he wasn't a psycho. 
Well, you know, we, don't, we don't know what he went through. He was over there for, like, a year with whatever the green goo was. Yeah. Oh. It's... <sighs> this movie. Okay, so let's talk about what people get the powers. So, yeah, when they were transporting back, um, well, Doom didn't come back. He fell in the, in the ooze. And black. yeah, so was Reed stretching? Was he like reaching for something when he, when he came back? Because I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember seeing that either, which is why I was kind of confused. Like I got like how how they gave uh, Ben fire Grimm came like in. you know yeah. his his power and the fire. I also didn't care for how they gave Sue her power because like she, it does they, not matter. <laughs> okay, so yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting to, is that she gets her power because she happens to be there when they're coming back, and she gets hit by the, the result of the blast that comes through. But it had nothing to do with any of the energy from the other planet. Yeah, yeah. Or the other dimension. Maybe she got splattered <laughs> with the stuff on the pots. I don't know. It's How she got her powers does not jive with me. I, I don't know. It's just... And her thing is what? Pattern recognition? Yeah, pattern recognition. And listening to music the entire time? <laughs> yeah. Like, you get a lot of close-ups of her face during this movie where she's just, you get a, her looking at screens, and she recognizes patterns, but then she just happens to come across a trace route that leads back to Captain Nemo. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that, you, you know that. It doesn't matter if you were pattern recognizing or not. You just came across a trace route. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that, yeah, whatever. Well, we're IT guys. I mean, we're we're obviously going to be more critical of that kind of thing. And I like how it had system dashboard up on the screen. And it was like, who? What application says system dashboard up on a screen like that? So, uh, and okay, as far as the acting goes, I didn't have a problem really with the cast. They were fine. Um, the especially the younger like Reed and the younger Ben, they were really good. Sue was fine. She was kind of whatever. She didn't have much range, that actress, I don't think. Or maybe it was what she was directed to do. I don't know. But didn't really have much range from her. But I liked Johnny Storm. They He was underdeveloped, but he was a cool application of the Johnny Storm character. And the fact that Sue was adopted, you know, into the family, that was cool. I, yeah. I liked that. I didn't buy the relationship that was starting to build between Reed and Sue. Like, I didn't even detect a part a relationship. Well, I guess they did have that one scene right before it was it was just magically done. Right, that one <laughs> scene exactly where Doom walks in. And, yeah, yeah. So and then Doom is this hacker guy that sets fire to some servers and all this other stuff. It's just underdeveloped characters. I did like the, I I liked the origin honestly with them getting the power, but is not how they got it. But with them getting the power and then hit their father dying as a result of Doom kind of killing him. I, I think that that's a, a better origin story than what we had before with the actual official, like, Marvel yeah. origin story, where they just go out in cosmic rays, give them powers. So I thought it was interesting to see how they did it, but I can't. I will not see this movie again in theaters for sure. <laughs> I may not even buy this movie unless it's like oh, a I'm Black not. Friday, like, $3 deal. I don't. They didn't even care enough about this movie to convert it to 3D. And you saw that there were scenes that they that would have been 3D scenes. And the graphics, like, not the graphics, the, you know, the CG in this movie, there were a lot of times where it was just really kind of misformed and Yeah, the, you fuzzy. can tell that they're, they either had, like, 
a low budget, like especially like that part where Doom was like kicking butt with his mind. Mm-hmm. You notice they made it really dark so they could use actual practical fireworks and stuff instead of having to give him like lightning bolts, which he never used. I know that was yeah. one of my big gripes. So I was like, seriously, yeah, he's gonna explode people's minds, but no force lightning. Yeah. So, I don't want to talk about one more thing about this movie because I don't want to talk about it much longer. So, I got the score of this movie earlier this week to listen to it, you know, in kind of preparation for the podcast and things. I really wish I didn't. That serviceable is probably the right word for the score. It just, by itself, listening to it, it doesn't sound like something I want to listen to. It definitely does not compare to, like, you know, uh, The Lost, or I'm sorry, Jurassic World, or anything Star Wars or Avengers, anything like that. I just, it the score does not stand alone, and it doesn't really... In the movie, it's okay, but, ugh. You know, it's, I I wish I didn't buy it. But, you know, whatever. I wish I didn't spend nine bucks to see this movie either and waited until it, well, actually, with the two tickets, it was like eighteen fifty. Yeah. Um, but at least it was the cheap tickets, and it wasn't like forcing you to see it in 3D with the surcharge on that, but I don't know. Last thoughts. On... I, I love the disclaimer at the end, like after all the credits. Oh, the they're uh... like, oh, fifteen thousand people worked hard to make this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, give us a little slack. <laughs> yeah. well, I think they have that in a lot of the movies anymore. But it, it was funny because no, that, like, I've never seen it in like giant font like that. It was <laughs> it was unique. They're like, hey, this provided jobs. Come on, it's all right. This movie, we it was in a small theater for one thing. There were like no people in this theater. Maybe twenty for the, the the premiere showing, which you know you've been to premiere showings before. Yeah, it's they can usually be, like packed. Yeah, so nobody I, I think wants to see this movie that bad. I I wonder how it's going to do this weekend. <laughs> Terribly. Probably. I mean, people might want to go see it because the the Rotten Tomato score was like ten percent when I saw it before we went in. Then you checked it while we were there, and it was like nine percent. It's probably gone down more since then. But I cannot believe. Fifteen years ago, or whenever, ten years ago maybe, when the first Fantastic Four movie came out, this probably would have been okay. It probably would have been good, right? No, I think it would have even been bad by those standards. Well, back then, like, you had Ghost Rider, and you had, you know, the the other Fantastic Four movie. You had the Electra. Well, the other Fantastic Four movie blew this one yeah, out the other, of the water. Yeah, one is better. I, <laughs> I need to go back and watch it just to make sure of that, but I think my memory serves it that one is better. But, man, this... Being treated to, you know, this year we had Ant-Man, which was a good surprise. You had the Avengers, Age of Ultron, which was okay. And then you've had Avengers, you had Guardians, you've had Captain America Winter Soldier, which is one of the best, in in my opinion, it's the best Marvel movie. But then this to come out and try to compete with that, you know, it really did a disservice to have that Marvel logo at the beginning of the movie. You know how they do it with all of them? It's kind of like one of those things like, I guess we have to put this on here. They get money from it, I guess, a little bit, but they really should get the rights back to Marvel for this, so they can add it to their shared universe. So They should have added a clause. If, if your movies aren't that good, we get them back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, next week we'll discuss something else I haven't quite decided yet. Uh, I, I, this movie just, I'm not sure. I need to reel, reel it in a little bit and kind of take a, a look and see what we can do to cleanse our palate after get this. Get the brain bleach. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so next week, I'm not sure. Tune in. We'll find out. Uh, question for the listeners and for you, which I think I know the answer because I think you gave it to me last night. 
What is your least favorite comic book movie, Jamie? Comic book? Well, I'd have to say Fantastic Four. <laughs> this one? The 2015? Yes. Uh, it, it's number two on the worst movies I've ever seen. I told you that last night. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it was not that great. Mine, my worst comic book movie was, has to be Catwoman. That was just horrible. I saw that in the theater, too, and it was just ridiculous. Um, the Halle Berry movie, mm-hmm. that was bad. So, dear listener, what is your least favorite comic book movie? Send us a tweet and let us know. Uh, and there's another opportunity now that's coming for an entertaining code, which what that means is uh, it's a code that people can win to get something cool. So leave a review for us on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, and it'll qualify you to get to enter what that is. I haven't quite decided yet. i got a lot of codes to give away, but uh, I'll pick something good because you've listened to this episode and you may have seen Fantastic Four, so you deserve something good. <laughs> so uh, leave us a review. Uh, I've, I've been uh, on Twitter a little bit, and I, I declared August to be hashtag review month. Uh, so I'm going to be reviewing any podcast that I listen to, and uh, hopefully you guys will do the same. Uh, I also wanted to give a quick shout-out to uh, my Extra Life, which is going to be in about 90 days from now. So if you want to find out more about that, go to www.com. Wait, what? www.extra-life.org slash participant slash NT. So uh, you can find out more about that there. And I'll talk about that further in another episode. Uh, like I said, give us a review. Follow us on Twitter at EntertainingPod. Send us an email, that'sentertaining at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter. I am at SithNightmare. I don't believe Jamie has signed up for Twitter. I have not. Okay. So that'll do it for us this week. We apologize on behalf of Fox if you watched Fantastic Four. Um, You know, if you disagree with our assessment of this movie, I would like to hear it too. I'm I'm not... (laughs) I can't. So (laughs) that'll do it for us this week. We hope that you have been entertained.